Welcome back to another classic fucking intro bit. <clears throat> Welcome back to another Your Parents Watch This Introduction special. I'm your intro bit host, not Brad Semituk, here to introduce the podcast. Now, not Kian Beatty. Do me a favor, say the following sentence. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Show me the way home, honey. <laughs> All right, let's do another one. Say, you can be my wingman anytime. You can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit! You can be mine. We're doing Top Gun quotes, <laughs> in case you haven't noticed. Uh, say, listen, can I ask you a personal question? Listen, can I ask you a personal question? That depends. Now you say, are you a good pilot? Are you a good pilot? I can hold my own. Now you say, great. <laughs> These aren't even like <laughs> now you good say, quotes anymore. <laughs> now what you say is, great, then I won't have to worry about you making your living as a singer. Great, then I won't have to worry about you making your living as a singer. And that's rule of three for comedy, baby. Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. It's your parents watch this. Brought to you by Comedy Here Often. Another classic intro bit by the host of the intro part of the podcast who is not me. Uh, Kian, welcome. Thank you for welcoming me back to my podcast. <laughs> Brad, welcome to your podcast. Thanks, man. Another solo episode. How do you feel about it? <laughs> you know what? I feel good. This yep. week, unlike last week, I'm not recovering from a vaccination. We're still in the basement, which honestly, don't love the vibes down here. But uh, Yeah, I don't like hearing feet above my head. Yeah, I don't like the exposed piping that has warning asbestos on it. It just makes me very conscious of how much I'm breathing in right now. Yeah, I don't mind that part of it. <laughs> I could get past it. Um, <clears throat> so what movie are we doing this week? Uh, this week we're doing Top Gun. A movie starring Tom Cruise, um, Janelle Pfeiffer... Uh, Macaulay McConaughey. That would be sick if that was his last name. But who's in it? <laughs> uh, in this movie, we got uh, Tom Cruise starring as Maverick. We got Anthony Edwards as Goose. We got Kelly McGillis as Charlie, the love interest, and Val Kilmer as none, or, none other than the Iceman. Absolutely. Now, last week, we established a recurring bit on the show where I now do research. Yeah, that, what an insane fucking... <laughs> flip of the fucking switch this is a recurring segment on the show has been started where i google the movie and then the word facts beside it. <laughs> so let me tell you something did you know that um this movie was you they played it in theaters right as they do with that's movies. just is that that's one of the facts you yeah, are yeah. able to dig up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie had a theatrical release not, it wasn't any of that straight to blu-ray shit um they played it in theaters and the navy had recruitment booths outside of all the theaters that it set up damn and um 90 of applicants after this movie came out said on their application that they saw top gun i believe it which is pretty sick but then um that rolls into my next research fact excellently because the Chinese government was uh, they stole scenes from Top Gun to use as military recruitment stuff. And then the U.S. was like, hey, that's fucking propaganda. <laughs> they, they blamed it. That's wrong. <laughs> hey, you can't use our propaganda for your propaganda. <laughs> and then also, um, yeah, two ripoffs of Top Gun have come out in China in the last decade. But I just think it rules that it's propaganda when the Chinese government do it, but also the U.S. government financed the making of this movie here for us. Oh, yeah. So it's not propaganda when we do it. It's but I also, that's, uh, I love it when, uh, like, other countries just, like, use our propaganda against us. That reminds me of, like, 
uh, like in like 2015 or something, probably earlier than that, uh, North Korea got caught using uh, footage from Modern Warfare 3. Oh, that's uh, in their propaganda videos <laughs> of like them bombing America, and it's just like a cutscene from like a level. That's awesome, and then it's just soap over the microphone, like just being like we we were pissed off because they had the wrong Korean barbecue pork recipes, so we nuked them. Yeah, believe it or not, Soap McTavish is one of the leading generals in the North Korean yeah, army. It goes Kim Jong Un, Kim Il Sung, Soap McTavish, Captain Price, close second. <laughs> <laughs> um, another fun fact. The sales of aviator sunglasses increased by 40% after this movie came out. I believe it. The first time I watched this movie, uh, it was with my dad. Yeah. And he was telling me that after it came out, uh, everyone was wearing like those Tom Cruise fucking flight jackets with all the patches and shit on them. Yeah, bomber jackets went up, but I couldn't find the number, so I didn't put it down in here. But yeah, apparently, like every this everything movie went up. Fucking invented suave guys with a dirty mustache riding an old motorbike and hitting on your daughter. Well, and you know, and I think that's why it was such uh, effective military propaganda. Because you look at, like, modern-day movies that were, like, funded by the U.S. government, like Zero Dark Thirty and shit. Well, how dare you not use American Sniper? American Sniper. And, like, those movies glorify the war aspects of, like, being in the Army, whereas this movie, like, only glorified the getting pussy aspects of being (laughs) in the Army. (laughs) Yeah. There's two... There's a duality to being in the military. (laughs) And that's that's what I really liked about this. You shoot bullets, and then you come home, and you shoot loads, baby. It's literally that. It's just like, hey, join the Army. You're probably going to fuck your teacher. Your best friend is going to die. You have to make peace with that, but... You're not going to have to pull out, we don't I al- think. I also think propaganda is like reflective of the time it comes out in, right? Because this came out in the 90s when everybody was wearing... It came out in 1986. Even better for my analogy. <laughs> this came out in the 80s. The decade of cocaine, pants that were too tight, and weird cars. Yep. So of course everyone was fucking, right? But American Sniper, guess when that came out? That's right. The height of the quick scoping phenomenon on YouTube. <laughs> you think American Sniper was a response to fucking quick sco- quick scope montages? I'm just saying I think the American propaganda machine is a lot more tapped into the culture than we think they are. Believe it or not, Chris Kyle was in Phase Clan. He could have been in Phase <laughs> Clan, dude. That's the craziest thing. You see how fast that guy could switch from main arm to side arm and back again? Yeah, man. A lot of his kills were actually knife only. It'd be funny if they had a quick scoping unit in the U.S. military. <laughs> they're just always killing themselves off buildings because they miss. Yeah, they're always trying to like also do 360s and shit. Like <laughs> that's why we lost Iraq was because everyone was too busy doing 360s to execute villagers. Yeah, a decent chunk of our casualties in that war were all due to ladder shots. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I really, I really, I don't know, man. The tone of this movie was just so funny to me. Like, literally from the very first scene, it was kind of like, uh, it, fuck, man. It was just like, I don't know. It was like, join, join the army. Join the army and let let us kiss you on the mouth. Join the army. Yeah, it was like, it reminded me of the Rolling Stones band logo. This whole movie. Just a tongue that I don't want to see. Yeah, and you're like, I guess that could be straight <laughs> in some universe. <laughs> not mine sweetheart not mine i guess i look like that sometimes <laughs> yeah this movie was real horny dude very we horny to, we might have to knock fucking um what's that movie we watched with old brendan black here oh uh fast times at ridgemont high yeah, we might have to kick that out of top horniness spot i mean that movie wasn't Nights. even that like horny that was that was as horny as it needed to be for a high school movie but this is about the army 
yeah. arguably the straightest thing in the world. I don't know if it is the straightest thing in the world. Well, I, I thought it was, and then I watched Top Gun, that's and that's American got me propaganda. wondering a lot of shit right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, I'm... you know, the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack in this movie was one of the one of the most homo homoerotic soundtracks I've ever heard. I mean. I... Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention. It, to me, it just sounded like a high school dance soundtrack, which but, is, to be fair, extremely horny. Very fair. But also, this soundtrack was literally only... There was two moods in this whole movie, mm. and that was uh, Push It to the Limit. Or, yeah, Push It to the Limit. Uh, dan- three, I guess three moods. Push It to the Limit, Danger Zone, uh, and also uh, Take My Breath Away, if you were with a girl. Now, if you guys are listening to this podcast right now, I'm sure you can put that together in your head, but I'll just say it for posterity. All three of those could go either way with what they're referencing. <laughs> all three of those titles. It doesn't matter. You could be fucking in all of those songs. Oh, yeah, totally. Hey, did you know, also, this is my last uh, research point, um, Top Gun is a real school, or was. It yeah. got moved, but um, when... After this movie... Or, uh, no, in the Cold War, so I guess before this movie came out, the real aviation squad at the school sent a christmas card to the soviet uh military where it was all of them smiling and they were like uh hey hope you guys are having a good christmas um also if we ever go to war we're gonna kill you from behind (laughs) that's what it said it said we'll be behind you shooting our guns and that's how the war stayed cold yeah so i don't know but my question, I guess, becomes, do you think the real military plays this much shirtless beach volleyball? And also, my other question, which is a follow-up, I suppose, is, do you think they wear jeans while they do it? Uh, yes and yes. Because somehow wearing jeans during beach volleyball is hornier than a Speedo. Dude, that was the thing that I was noticing the most <laughs> of that. Was even, like, I was looking at that and being like, not bad. I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, I don't want anyone to get it misconstrued. I'm not saying they shouldn't do this. I'm just saying, you know, don't do, don't ask, don't tell 13 years after this. Yeah, exactly. It seems like you want me to ask and you really want me to tell. It seems like... Uh, Based on that scene alone, it you're seems begging like the real motto is don't ask, do whisper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't ask. Don't just, ask, just make too long of eye contact. Yeah, just, just nibble my earlobe, please. Don't ask, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was, dude. They couldn't ask, they couldn't tell. So they're just like, let me take off my shirt and leave on my jeans. It's kind of ridiculous how manly being in the military is portrayed when, like, we've both been in a dressing room before. Like, that's just what the army is, except on it like for longer well and that's what that's kind of what terrifies you like that though that's what's defending our company our country just a bunch of hockey boys playing slap ass on the fucking beach exactly that we've just armed them yeah and not with wet towels i bet you though there's like sort of a ranking system like i bet you the regular military is allowed to play slap ass but once you graduate to blackwater you have to start being really straight all the time they're like when you're 18 to 22 you can't grow facial hair. You can do whatever you want. But once you have a beard, you got to get serious. Well, yeah, that, that's 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 how it is in the army. You know, like when you start off, you have to wear your uniform. You got to dress nice. You're all regulation. But afterwards, you can start accessorizing. You can get a be- a beard. Mm-hmm. That's you know, you have whole like bear divisions in the army, just like big hairy handsome guys all over each other, brothers in arms. Well, I was wondering, brothers in each other's arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have. <laughs> Two brothers in each of their arms. (laughs) 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 They stole them from Haiti. Anyways, good job, the military. 
What do you think? Do you support the military-industrial complex? Uh, yes. Yeah, me too, dude. Fuck, fuck it. Um, yeah. No. I, I. What did you think of this movie? Like, just we we've all, you know, calling calling Top Gun gay is obviously not the most original take. Well, we got to do about like, seven off the top about how it's gay, or else it's not a comedy podcast anymore. <laughs> There's just no way to get around that. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> we can't do a whole podcast and then just ignore the volleyball. Yeah, and scene. not and not acknowledge because <laughs> that that scene like really, I feel like it 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 imprints on the whole entire movie. Yeah. Like that scene is like so irrelevant, but it I can't get it out of my head. Yeah, it's like being peed on by a dog. Like I just can't shake the feeling of it. Even yeah, exactly. now, I'm still cringing inside. <laughs> just watching them fucking. Anyway, I I don't know how I feel about this movie because on one hand, um, I love dope shit that's sick. Right? I love guns. I love flying. I love loud noises. That's, yeah, that's known. Yep. Uh, on the other hand, though, there's only so long that I can watch a guy practice flying before i'm like i'm fucking sick of this garbage yeah that was the craziest part like I, you, you get like an hour into this movie and you're like they're still at school yeah he's doing like <laughs> nine drills and that's the movie <laughs> yeah seriously it's just like a lot of it is just like doing like scrimmages with your friends and it's like yeah sure a guy dies sure you know what i'm fucking used to at this point like, maybe when it came out, that was crazy to watch the guy die in flight school. But it's like, at this point, I'm used to seeing massacres. <laughs> yeah. I'm used to seeing kids carrying pipe bombs in the street, getting sniped by Chris Kyle. <laughs> and also, it wasn't a pipe bomb. It was groceries. And also, it was in New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, he was on the roof of the convention center. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like uh, it wasn't exciting enough to like compete with... Uh, the crazy ass military movies i've seen well not really i mean it was kind of the, the goose's death in this movie was honestly kind of interesting like i genuinely do think that it was uh like if we're looking at this movie through the lens of uh you know a propaganda film uh then i think that it was kind of to make you feel at peace with your friend dying yeah, I do have a note that says our parents learned to forget about it when your friend dies. Because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that that's all that happened. Like Tom oh, he Cruise throws his dog tags in the ocean. That's so I know. disrespectful. He goes to pick it up. He Not only that, but he picks it up from his friend's grieving widow and then hucks <laughs> him into the ocean afterwards. Like, you don't think his son might have wanted those? Yeah, it's fucked up because, like, you caused that death, regardless of what the fucking board yeah, says. Yeah, exactly. He, he gets cleared, but it's like... If you weren't fucking around, nobody would have died. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, but, th and that's literally, like, it, it's just so funny how it's, like, set up in that movie. Do you like, think how the messages don't get cocky, that. or do you think the message is, no, I think sometimes it, your friend dies? I think the message is genuinely sometimes your friend dies. Because, the, it, I mean, like, they're always telling them not to get cocky, but they're also being like, you're the best goddamn pilot I've ever seen. That yeah. was the sickest flying I've ever witnessed. The general, like, screams in his face, and then he's like, but on a personal note, I really respect what you did out there. Yeah, that's... Talk about a mixed fucking signal. That's This is beach volleyball all over again. Well, bro, I mean, like, this whole movie is, like, uh, built and, like, structured to try and make everybody in the audience. It's just trying to turn them all into mavericks. And not yeah. even, like, maverick in the movie, but, like, just mavericks in the sense of the word... Where they're like, fuck it, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the best there is. I don't care about the consequences. My friend's gonna die, but that's okay because I'm gonna kill those fucking Russians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, like, I he doesn't deal with it afterwards. I think it's it just him getting like him. Like if we like, let's make an honest war movie, right? It's the exact same until Goose dies, and then 
um, Tom Cruise just fucking loses his mind, starts drinking, moves back to home, like, you know, gets abusive, as 40% of them do, probably more in the military, and then, like, you know, dies in Nevada somewhere. Yeah, I mean, really, if you want to make this ultra-realistic, leaves the army, dishonorable discharge. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Can't, you know, can't get on to, can't find housing, has no skills. Yeah. Terrible PTSD. It's America, you know, healthcare is not covered. Uh, His bills become insurmountable. He becomes homeless. He dies Mm. destitute and broke. His own country turned its back on him. Yeah, right outside the doors of the Veterans Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ask, don't tell what happened to old maverick in the you ever go to a a veterans that's not what they're called why would i go to a veterans club well i've done a couple shows in them is why i've ever gone to one well i also i also could you imagine like being a veteran and being like yeah i I fought for a country fought for a right to for free speech and now you know it's my turn to kick back get a little entertainment now it's time for my country to give back to me and then brad's time talk tuck waltzes in there fucking sweater too long asking about (laughs) eating pussy with glasses on 14 minutes on how I don't think the police is a real job. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just like, should we not have gone to war? Like, should we I can't believe like- I paid six fucking dollars for this Coors Light. <laughs> yeah, we don't take good care of them really either here. Like, uh, every Legion I've ever gone to is just like carpeted floors and the Coors Light costs too much money. Yeah, straight up, if you've been to war, you deserve hardwood floors. If you've been to war, you deserve an imported beer. You deserve crown moldings and Heineken. Yeah, that's what I think, right? Because I don't respect the military, but any guy who's ever held a gun, we can get along. We can hang. Yeah, we got stuff to talk about. Yeah, I got questions. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? So the propaganda angle in this movie you're telling me is... American exceptionalism, you're the strongest man ever, never let anything get you down because you're sick. Yeah. I mean, yes. And it's not even like... like it would backfire to teach people that kind of a lesson. Obviously not. I mean, backfire in what sense? Because, I mean, if you look at it on paper, you know, as you were saying, fucking recruitment shot way up. Everyone was wearing the outfits. Like, how how, how is this unsuccessful? Uh, Just in my... Well, I'm not saying it is unsuccessful. I'm just saying in my logic, if I was planning... Like, if I was the government, and I was thinking of financing a brand new military movie, right? I, I don't know if I would go with the one that empowers everybody if I was trying to keep being president. Yeah, but it amps you up. But I guess it only empowers you to just join a government yeah, thing anyways. Yeah, th- that's exactly it. It just empowers you to join the army. But I do think that the empowerment angle was a way better way to get people amped up to join the army than like either a fear-mongering angle of like, you know, showing you how bad terrorists are or like yeah. um, you know, or even leaning into a more American exceptionalism angle where it's like look at how we fucking beat Osama bin Laden's ass. Yeah, like, this movie is a lot more likely to convince me to join the military than American Sniper is, where it's just, look at these bad terrorists, and also we're better than them. Because it doesn't make me... I mean, like, it makes... Sure, like, I... But not even... Like, it doesn't make me glorify the military as much as, like, those movies, I think, do. It really just makes me... It it really just glorifies the type of, you know, what dudes do in the military. Yeah, it glorifies having bros. Yeah, exactly. really, I think what this movie is saying is, uh, hey, if you have no friends, think about this. Consider this. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you join the team where every single guy looks the exact same and they all touch each other? Yeah, Yeah, they all believe in themselves. Mm -hmm. You love volleyball. Very high self-esteem in the military. Yeah, Yeah, very high. 
You think how many woke people do you think there are in the military? You think there's a leftist wing of the military? I like to imagine there's just like one medic in every unit who's just like, yeah, all right. What, so uh, before we go into this war, what's everybody's pronouns? <laughs> <laughs> before we get into a firefight, <laughs> the medic just running up to a wounded soldier like, quick, what's your pronouns? <laughs> Heart zapping you while he demands to know if you're they or them. <laughs> He's telling you a, their pronouns. Keem Beatty, Armic Medic, he, he, they. <laughs> <laughs> he, she, they. I'm not very picky, to be honest. It's an emergency I right guess now. I didn't need to say anything. <laughs> yeah, that, that, those are my favorite pronouns, guys, where they're like, uh, all of them. <laughs> I'm still going to tell you, but I would like all of them, please. Yeah, I guess um, maybe edit that out. <laughs> hey, it turns out I don't understand anything. <laughs> That's not my fault, though. Um, you know what part was a uh, pretty fucking... You know what scene I really enjoyed? Hmm. Uh, this was another... Uh, kind of goes back to what I was saying about how this movie doesn't glorify the military. It just glorifies getting pussy because of the military. Yeah. Uh, where they put on all their dress whites to go to like some club and like pick up chicks. Yeah. And uh, Goose and Maverick enter in, and Maverick's like, now this, that's what I call a target-rich environment. Yeah, I thought, what did you think about that? It's just that it didn't age super well. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't love the idea of calling women targets. <laughs> huh. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably wrong. If I had to wager a guess, I would say, meh, meh. But I also, they're doing a sequel to this movie. It's coming out in November. Yeah. I hope that he's, like, th- the same. Yeah, I hope it's... Like, I would love that. I, man, that's what I want in the sequel, is uh, Tom Cruise, like, still, like, being gay and, like, <laughs> also misogynistic. Just being, like, anti-woke for, like, clout. But, like, nobody knows what he's talking about. Like, he's trying to get, like, a shirtless volleyball game started, and they're like, bro, we're in the... What? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta run drills. <laughs> I'm trying to clean my gun, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it makes sense how horny this movie is, because I just feel like the Air Force has to be the horny branch of the well and not right? only that but this actually is uh they're in the navy which oh, is known well, to be the horniest branch because I, I was gonna say the na- wait i was gonna say the navy's like having a job in prison because you're trapped on the boat and you can't leave right but the air force is like taking a shower in prison how so well because you can't leave but then they also have sex with each other <laughs> <laughs> it was gonna be i was gonna play it off like i riffed it and then it would have been like funnier yeah well sorry for exposing you for writing that down that's fine also but my other question is is everyone in the military hot like because i know you have to have some sort of physical like requirements to get in but i also knew that about the police and then i found out that all you have to do to be a cop here is 12 pull-ups yeah so like i think and you the, don't have to be jacked you don't have to be because i can do 12 pull-ups and you see me yeah i'm listeners hear my voice imagine what i look like a stick butt. Uh, i will say that you have a deeper voice than hear my voice up notch it two two three pitches up pitch it two three notches however it goes and then imagine what kind of guy I am. <laughs> Google Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> yeah, Brad can be the dog or the boy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know because I mean, like, I, I feel like statistically, you know, like if there are fitness requirements, you're probably going to get a, a couple more hot guys than 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 your average, you know, yeah, whatever uh, sample size of people. But you're also going to get some like fucking gross ass brutes. I don't know. I did hear. Uh, one uh, theory uh, kind of that relates to that about um, why Russian guys are so ugly. 
Just generally. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, maybe I'll go with you on this. Depends how problematic it gets. So, like, in, in World War II, Russia had, like, the most casualties by, like, far. And... Uh, uh, Are you telling me that those were all the hot Russians? That's exactly what I'm telling you. All the most able-bodied men were like the first ones to get drafted. Obviously, you know they probably, statistically speaking, were there were a little more hot guys in that first fucking <laughs> in that first fucking round of drafts. I like to imagine Russia used to just be a nation of beauties. And yeah, then World War Two happened, and now they just all kind of are you know. Yeah, they got they got run down. Yeah, all like, that. Uh, all that beauty was uh, murdered out of the gene pool. I guess you can say stuff about Russians in general, right? They're white. We don't have any Russian listeners, so I'm very comfortable saying hey, stuff Russians, about Russians, you Russia. guys all look like how I imagine a potato plant looks. Like, you know, a corn plant? How it comes up out of the ground? Yeah. Imagine that, but with a big-ass watermelon on it, but it's a potato. That's how Russian guys look. It's cold wars heating up. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking really warm war pretty soon. We should start another cold war. How long do you think it would take us? Give me, I don't know. How long is this podcast? I don't think Russia is going to be stoked to hear what we have to say about their potato fucking pilots after this. Yeah, they're fucking gross vegetable asses. Um, One thing that was kind of funny about like the Russian pilots in this movie, because that was like the villains is like, there's like two Russian pilots that they come in contact with at the beginning and the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, they wore sunglasses in their airplanes. None of the American guys did. You think that was to make them look scarier? I mean, yeah, absolutely it was. But I just think it's funny that Americans are like, yeah, no, the sun doesn't bother me. American ingenuity invented tinted plane windows. American ingenuity invented squinting when the sun's too bright. You know what Russian ingenuity invented? The human wall. Sending all your hot guys out first. <laughs> Let's get every Leaving breedable yourself. bachelor on the front lines. Yeah, now look at you. A nation of fives. We need some minesweepers. So everybody with the biggest ass in Russia has to get out there. <laughs> oh, That's man. a fun thing to imagine. Just they sent out all the big booty bitches to uh, sweep the minefields. All the thickest Russians. <laughs> <laughs> in their ankle length dancing dresses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think the song Highway to the Danger Zone describes every action movie. Like, I don't even think you need to watch an action movie. You can just listen to that song, and you're like, oh, okay, so, like, something bad happened, but everybody still looked really cool after, and then it was fine. Yeah, I actually think the Danger Zone they were referring to was the volleyball scene. Yeah, you think it was the... Uh, well, because they played that movie a whole bunch before, and then was there wasn't the, any the military danger engagements. Zone? No, I think uh, the triangle. What was that like? Remember in Sex Ed, they would show you like a picture of like a guy with his legs spread apart, and there'd be a triangle around the dick, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Don't touch this." Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> what did they do? It? They'd fucking call it like I forget. They called it like there was a safe zone, a danger zone, and then they called like your fucking dick. I think it was for me. It was like they were like, "Yeah," and this is the space zone. Where your hands would go where no hand has gone before. And it's like huh. my hands go there all the fucking time, bro. For me, it was called the free space zone because everybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> this is for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, all that game did was like instead of making us never do that, which we already were never doing that, it just made us start playing dick chicken. Well, I know, man. I just, yeah, we played that game, too. We called it Fire Truck for whatever reason. Oh, we did, too, actually. I don't know why that was what it was called. But, yeah, like, the idea of, like, touching your friend's dicks and, like, you know, doing hand stuff, like, it really (laughs) did not enter into my brain too much. 
And then, like, all of a sudden, we had, like, a guest speaker come in <laughs> and just make it seem so possible. Yeah, like, Make it seem like it was something I could attain. Some, like, pr- some professional from the sexual assault center came down to my school and was like, here's a bunch of joke ideas. Yeah, I mean, it's like, and, well, and also, it makes me worry, like, am I not getting enough pussy right now? <laughs> like, they're obviously telling us about this for a reason. Like, should I be stepping it up? <laughs> Yeah. I'm 13 years old. Is it weird that I haven't fucked yet? I only got sex ed in grade six because in junior high for the whole three years, everybody got sex ed except the hockey program because they were just kind of like, ah, I guess you guys will figure it out. You guys are in hockey. That's like, your you, sex ed. You got the dressing room. You got the volleyball scene from Top Gun. You fucking <laughs> pretty much get it. But yeah. So what were you saying about the dangers highway to the danger zone? What about the song? Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I, I guess nothing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. It well, really felt like you were going to say something more there. I'm sorry. I, I thought you had something. Oh, uh, nope. <laughs> well, at least we got a riff out of it. Uh, what would you think about the relationship with the teacher? Because that seemed like another propaganda angle to me of like, uh, join the army. You'll get to f- kiss your drill instructor. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was nice that um, they had a lady drill instructor. I feel like I've never seen that before. I liked it, too. And I also liked that they evened up uh, having a lady involved by also naming her Charlie, a man's name. Yeah, and giving her no lines except for when she was talking to the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, One thing that I really liked about their relationship, though, is that she had a higher security clearance than Tom Cruise. So anytime she had a question about his past, she could just like pull up a detailed report on it without his knowledge or permission. Which is what dating apps should be. That is what they should be. Like, I, dude, I would way rather that in relationships. Like, if I just had, like, a dossier on myself that I could, like, <laughs> hand off to any potential, you yeah. know, partners and I be like, wanna... read up and see what you think. Yeah, that's, I hate telling people, when people are like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, I don't fucking remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've blocked it all. It's bad. <laughs> it's all negative. Yeah, my whole day is just me firing from the hip doing what i think i might do (laughs) yeah i'm acting as myself yeah i'm not i don't like anything i like what whoever i'm around says they like yeah very chill what do you want me to like yeah i do wish i could have a dossier on all women i know that's not what you said but that's (laughs) that's what i would like to have yeah the reverse of that you'd like to be the girl in this in this uh i'd like to be the bureaucrat in charge of all the dossiers yeah yeah that'd be pretty tight just like having everybody's secrets being like "Mm, your security clearance isn't high enough for me to tell you your secrets and then i I would have a bunch of minions too that i would like send out to like with information to break up couples at random (laughs) (laughs) i would just be inside jobbing every relationship sounds like you're a very vengeful bureaucrat yeah yeah yeah. i would be uh i'd be about the same as the guys in uh, you know all the other suit guys. <laughs> I'd be fucking around up there. Uh, I would only break up white couples, though. Very progressive. As affirmative action. <laughs> Since this is a leftist podcast and all. Um. <clears throat> hey, um, what war is this? Uh, there's no war going on. Because they get into battles. Yeah, they do get into battles, but it, they're also like clear that they, they say it a couple times in the movie that they're not in wartime right now. 
So are they just trying to sell us on the idea that, like, at any given moment, there might be a plane fight in the air? Like, if you go too high on your trampoline, you might just, like, jump into machine gun yeah, fire? Yeah, into enemy airspace, absolutely. <laughs> 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 just a kid trying to learn front flips. You are in restricted airspace. Please refrain from doing backflips for any longer. Yeah, man. I got a really good trampoline. Yeah, because um, yeah, I didn't get that at all. I was like... But yeah, no, they specifically say, um, I forget which part, but it's in one of the mission briefing sequences. Uh, they say, uh, it might even be at the intro for Top Gun, or, or like in the, uh, for the Top Gun school, but they talk about how, um, yeah, we're not at wartime right now, but just because we're not at war doesn't mean we don't need to be uh, training like we're at war. Yeah. You know, like they always want everything ready to go. And I think like at the end where they had to get into that uh, dogfight or whatever, it was uh, because they were saying one of their boats, like the, the radar on it yeah. fucked up and it wandered into enemy water. But like, why did you have to kill a bunch of guys over that? Why couldn't you be like, hey, our bad. Yeah. Whoops. Hey, Russia. Sorry. Uh oh. <laughs> uh, another classic whoopsie daisies from the old American military. <laughs> yeah, let, let's keep that war cold. huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be glad it wasn't fucking flammable jelly that we dropped on your trees. <laughs> um, also, I liked how, yeah, I thought it was just really funny how much the his superiors, Maverick's superiors, screamed in his face and then were also just like, hey, I also th- thought you'd be great for this new opportunity at the top flight school in the world. On a personal note, do you want to hang out sometime? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a personal note, do you want to go on a date and get married? <laughs> Yeah, I liked that also. Um, also, it's funny how there's less sexual tension between Maverick and uh, the female drill instructor than there is between Maverick and Goose. You know, I I was going to say, I think there's a, tons of sexual tension between Maverick and Iceman. Yes. Like, so much so. Like, when Goose dies... that instead of Goose, yeah. Like, because Goose dies, and, and, like, Iceman is like... There's a scene where they're both in the locker room together, and Iceman's like, hey... You know, I'm I'm sorry about Goose, but you could tell that the subtext was was like, now do you want to be my boyfriend? Well, I don't think he didn't say that, but you could tell that's what he wanted to say. I don't think we. Need and that. I don't even know if that's Iceman the character or Val Kilmer the actor. Yeah, he didn't say it, but you could see his eyes. Yeah, you. you I I saw it on an HD TV, which they didn't have back then. Screaming it. And yeah, you could see it in his eyes. You could see it in his face. You could see it in every crevice of his sweet little fucking <laughs> <laughs> mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry guys, we got the volleyball scene playing on silent right now while we record this. Me and Kian, the co-consigliaries are co-jacking <laughs> off right now. We're co-coming to. Tom Cruise. Well, and then I also just want to talk about the ending of this movie, too, where... Uh, Do you want to start duetting women with me? What does that mean? Is that what you call having a three-way? Yes. <laughs> a duet? <laughs> no, uh, I just think, like, uh, we should sing to women more. Yeah, because that seemed like it worked super good, and it also... Like, there was that scene... Of, yeah, you're talking about the bar scene where Tom yeah. Cruise initiated a sing-song mm-hmm. to pick up a girl, and then literally the entire U.S. Army had his back. <laughs> <laughs> all for one and one for all, brother. No soldier left fucking behind. You start singing Twinkle Twinkle, I'm going to say Little Star. I loved it, man. Some other guy's going to say How I Wonder What You Are. And it wasn't even a cool song. Like, it wasn't something hard. It was just like yeah, what I'm the pi- 80s equivalent of Adele. What I'm pitching to you is we go, let's find the most dimly lit bar in the entire city. We go, up, we go in there, we play it real cool. We're in our leather bomber jackets, we're wearing aviators inside. Absolutely. Again, very dark in this bar. Yeah, we can't see anything. 
Now picture this. There's a girl on her phone in the corner facing away from us, right? Yes. We sneak up behind her. Yeah. I know where you think this is going. What, but using on. our stealth tactics and snapping her neck effortlessly? <laughs> yeah. Dispatching the t- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's actually a Russian. So yeah. what we do yeah. is we easily assassinate her, and then we go find a different girl who's Ukrainian, which is better. And, um, and then we go up to her, and we're like, if only you saw what I could see, you'd understand why I want you so desperately. That's all I know about that song, but it's You Don't Know You're Beautiful by One Direction. Yeah, and we're, like, dancing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Just all shoulders, no hips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I liked that. Do you think that would work in, this, in this modern era? Do you think you could sing at a girl? Here's the what, thing. Is you round up all your friends. It's a Red Robin-style birthday celebration, mm-hmm. and you're like, happy birthday, have a happy, you know, whatever. Here's the thing. Is, like, just off my hunch, probably not. But I will tell you this. You can dance up to people on a dance floor, and then they're like, yeah, I'll fucking dance with you. Yeah, that's so true, man. Maybe it works the same with singing. Who's to say? In a conversational setting? I think that's <laughs> what you got to go for. <laughs> <laughs> we find the quietest bar we can. Because dancing, real, dancing would be weird. reader's bar. Yeah, exactly. We're going to an Irish bar, one with all those side rooms you can hang out and nobody bothers you at. We're just going to fucking slip into the door. They'll think we're waiters. But... Actually, we should sing uh, sea shanties instead of one direction yeah that's going to attract a very specific type of woman yeah an irish one a seafaring woman a mermaid <laughs> yeah <laughs> hot ass mermaids <laughs> uh what were you gonna say about the end oh no i uh, yeah i was just gonna say the ending of this movie really kind of made me laugh there's like a whole you know fight scene whatever in the skies they shoot down the Russians, everything goes perfectly, then they all land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's like literally just two minutes of everyone hugging each other before the movie ends. <laughs> yeah, they're happy. Like it's Maverick walking down, he hugs everyone, then Iceman pulls up, then they hug, and it's like long hugs for everybody. Yeah, I like to like, imagine. They hug everyone in real time in this movie. I like the idea of like nobody gets PTSD, not even one. They're just all still mentally doing great. Yeah, exactly. Goose is dead, but that's okay. We're going to hug it out. <laughs> yeah, like I know people who got PTSD because like their pants fell down in grade seven. Yeah, <laughs> like I just like the idea of like your friend died immediately behind you. And yes. you're like, you know what I could go for is physical touch, Absolutely. a bit of affection for me personally. Yeah, hold me close, Ice Man. Hold me close, Tiny Dancer. I just shot a Russian. Yeah, which is what I call coming. Anyway, what I wanted to say about um, the singing thing is like. It's weird to me that he gets, like, down on himself when she calls him a bad singer. Like, why is that what movie flirting is? Like, that's not how it goes in real life. Like, you just go, "Ah, I bet you're a worse singer than that, and then it all works. All right, then you get all your friends to sing. Oh, what? You don't have any friends and you don't know the words to any songs? Yeah. (laughs) Bitch. Boom, you're riffing now. You take the bitch out of that, you're getting kissed (laughs) at the end. You fucking whore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you switch the bitch to calling her a fucking whore. All of a sudden... All of a sudden, that horse fucking you. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Just seems easy to me. Like uh, flirting in movies is just weird. Like, don't get down on yourself, man. Well, yeah, I mean, I did, we've talked about that. I feel like before, like movie flirting is so not what real life like, flirting you is. You already that I did it, something so disgustingly creepy that why are you shocked when it didn't work? Yeah, exactly. You should be like, yeah, obviously that didn't work. Because like while you're singing at the girl, you still are expecting this to work yeah that's what i imagine and then as soon as she's like no you're like 
fuck, that works every time. Well, and then you know what he did after it didn't work was follow her into the woman's washroom. Yeah. I mean... He's in the army. It's called breach and clear. Yeah. It's called securing. <laughs> it's called doing a sweep. It's called looking for tangos. <laughs> yeah, that's why I go into every woman's washroom of any establishment. I'm just, I'm just making sure you're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we got a bomb threat. I walk in in a sweater, and I'm like, hey, we got a bomb threat. Yeah, girls' washroom again. Yeah, I will need a free sub. I will need my free sub that I always get when I come look at the girls' wash. <laughs> um, yeah dude uh, it pissed me off that a fucking girl was in charge of teaching people how to fly planes yeah what pissed you off about that just that how much you hate women yeah the whole aspect of it all yeah, the aspect of there being a girl in this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought this was for the fucking boys dude i watched the volleyball scene got a Totally wrong interpretation of what this was going to be about. And then a girl showed up. Yeah. You know what I really liked about when the girl showed up, though, uh, is they were like, she's not a commissioned officer. So nobody salute her. (laughs) 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 Nobody respect this lady. (laughs) Huh. Well, that's maybe just a subtle nod to the old military's attitude. Well, yeah, to like non, you know be in the army or else you can't salute people but like you know i think that's one thing people forget is that i'm not in the army and i salute people all the time yeah that's i think a that's a very fun thing for me to do you can take uh, it seriously i almost always mean it in the disrespectful way though yeah that's how i protest wars by <laughs> saluting people saluting losers <laughs> <laughs> so i only salute women and children <laughs> <laughs> women that are unfit for combat <laughs> yeah. not the fat ass mind sweeping women that we were talking about earlier i only salute you know housewives um i'm a big goose guy yeah, Goose. You, I, I think Goose is my favorite character in this. Goose movie. was a great character. I liked how uh, chill he was. Yeah, because like I feel like usually on this podcast, you're Maverick and I'm Goose. Thank you. Right. Thank you for saying that. You're like a generational podcasting talent, and I just kind of am here too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching your six. Yes. Yeah, you're my wingman. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm the one who does research, so maybe I'm Maverick. Yep, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe we're both twin Mavericks, actually. Well, I've been saying we're twin Mavericks long before we did this movie. Thank God we finally <laughs> proved it. Oh, another question I wanted to ask. Does this fall into a perfect man movie? I don't think so, because he kills his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> because he accidentally... You know what would be a great line is if he killed his best friend and then he just looks at the camera like Jim from The Office and he's like, Poe, but he's nerfed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that would also explain why he doesn't have any PTSD, too, over it. So, like, that might actually make the movie better. I think it's fucked up to throw your friend's dog tag in the ocean. Me I too, man. I didn't like that at all. And yeah. I get, like, maybe that... Because the only uh, symbolism I can possibly get from that is that he's, like, you know, letting go of Goose. Yeah, it's supposed to symbolize moving on, but it's, like... You killed your best friend in a fake war, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should dwell on that a little bit. It's also like... He's watching, bro. He's yeah. He just saw you throw his dog tags totally. in the ocean. You could have just given them to his son. Hang him on the wall. Yeah. You went and got him from his mom's house. Leave yeah. him at his mom's house, bro. <laughs> but I guess that's what people do with ashes. But even then, it's like, do you want your ashes to have the same fate as Osama bin Laden's? No. 
I want them to have the opposite fate of Osama bin Laden. I want you to strap my ashes to a firework. Set me off in the blaze of glory I deserve to go out in. Put my ashes in an urn and then pour in super glue. Yeah. I don't want to ever be poured out. <laughs> I don't want there to be a chance of that happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I'd love to do that. I'd love to get like some horrible vessel to keep my ashes in. Yeah. And just like have my dying wish be nobody throw this out. Mm-hmm. If I die before you, can you uh, put my ashes in a blunt? Yeah, and then what and do you want me to do a, with the blunt? Post a really disrespectful Instagram story of it burning. <laughs> Smoking Brad. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to really make my family cry when I die. <laughs> act stupid, get smoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I die first, I want you to act like you did it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, deal. If I die first, you got to just, like, leave town. Don't <laughs> don't even act like you did it. Just take off. Deactivate <laughs> all my social medias and flee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. And uh, for any listeners listening to that, just forget you heard that because, um, you know, deniability or whatever. <laughs> and also re-listenability. If you guys forget you heard all of this, you can yeah, listen yeah. to our episodes as many times as you want. They stay fresh. Yeah, if you guys, if there's anyone listening to this part of the episode right now, just uh, rewind it. Yeah, yeah. Rewind. A lot of people like to listen to different podcasts here on this podcast. We recommend doing uh, something a little different, only listening to our podcast. Hey, we thought of a new challenge we are going to do with the listeners, which is uh, whoever presses the uh, rewind 15 seconds button the most in 30 seconds uh, actually wins uh, $10,000 from Kian. Kian told me earlier that he was going to give $10,000 to the first listener who did that. And also, we signed a contract, so he can't back up. Here's the we thing. We signed a verbal contract uh, that was before we started recording, so there's no evidence Look, of it. I didn't verbally sign anything. You just did. But here's the thing, though, is I also, like, yes, that is, I promise that. Because I don't want the listeners to think I don't have $10,000 to give away <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Real dilemma I've put you in. You've walked into my web of lies. <laughs> um, do you think volleyball was invented as an excuse to touch? A- I mean, do you- actually, I'm going to rephrase the question. Do you think all team sports were invented as an excuse to touch ass? I mean, Cause you played soccer. I don't know how much ass touching there is, but I'll tell you in hockey, there's quite a bit soccer. Like, I mean, people really like to make fun, especially like pro soccer for everyone being like a fucking, you know, it's like just calling it like not masculine and it's very, you know, fucking touchy feely or whatever. But like the soccer I played, like the only time anybody got touched was when one of the coaches slapped a kid in the face out of anger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't play that kind of soccer. Uh, tell me a st- Spin me a web about a time a kid got slapped in the face. I mean, it's not that good of a story. It was just like uh, we played a team. This was an indoor soccer, so the rules are probably different to outdoor soccer. I think you can't hit kids in this legally. You can hit kids and you can't wear cleats. Yeah, as long as you're in an arena, you can hit a kid. (laughs) Uh, And uh, so we got like we, we got beaten like badly, if I remember correctly. And, uh, as we, like the game had ended as we were like leaving our box to go like, you know, high five everybody after the game, you know, the good game Mm -hmm. fucking salute. Uh, this kid Riley was like, uh, man, they, they, they sucked. And then this (laughs) other coach who like, wasn't his dad, just like fucking thwap, like fucking (laughs) gave him a good one in the face and everyone, like he just, I remember him looking around like 
can, can, like it was the look of a kid who has never been hit before. <laughs> just shock and sadness. Yeah, literally that. Yeah. And I mean, like that's how all of us were looking too. And then he like kept being the coach. Like no, <laughs> there were no repercussions. There was like parents like in stadium seating in the stands watching that fucking Riley just fucking get like <laughs> fucking one across the face. Man, one time I, uh, well, no. Um, when my sister used to play hockey, she played uh, like when she was in like Adam, which is really young people. I can't remember the exact age, but probably like twelve or some shit. Like too young to care. There was this uh, there was this guy who was not a coach, but he was the goalie's dad, so they let him stand on the bench. Love that huge mistake because he was a a real hothead. So yes. anytime a goal would get scored, he'd be like, "That's fucking bullshit." Yeah, that naturally, didn't go, that didn't go in the net. <laughs> We saw uh, they bulged for a different reason. Yeah, not not with my boy being the goalie. That's an extra puck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who, who, who brought the second puck <laughs> yeah. into the hockey game? <laughs> yeah, he would lose his fucking mind. But then, um, so one game, things were getting real heated, right? And this goalie, she blockered, um, uh, she blockered a kid in the face, which is just, when you punch as a goalie, you know, you got that big square on your hand. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of like having a fucking shield on your arm. Very powerful punch. And... Um, she knocked the kid over like she won the fight easily, which is why I don't understand the overreaction from the dad. Yeah, because when you get into a fight in minor hockey, you just get a penalty. Everybody has accepted that. So somebody got a penalty. The goalie didn't even have to serve it because she's the goalie. Someone took it for her. Mm-hmm. The dad snaps, loses his fucking mind. He's like, that's bullshit. It shouldn't be a penalty. That kid deserved to be hit, he said, <laughs> in an arena full of children and their parents. Amazing. And so what he does is, uh, like any logical adult would do, hops the bench, runs over to the ref. He's wearing shoes on ice. The ref is wearing skates. Somehow he's angry enough to still be able to catch him. And not fall. <laughs> and he grabs the ref by the jersey and just starts. And, you know, refs, they wear only the half yeah, yeah. mask. So their uppercut zone. The uppercut zone is very rife for uppercuts. It's open. This dad just starts fucking feeding. Probably Jeez. probably a 16-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> just right in the face over and over and over and over until the other refs and the other coaches pulled him off. And then he got permanently banned from minor hockey forever. He didn't go to jail for assaulting a boy? He didn't. He just got, we're just like, hey, can you please leave the arena? Like, that's the good thing about hockey. There's sort of a code of omerta because everybody knows you're going to get too into it. (laughs) Yeah. Man, that's like, I'm never letting anybody I love or care about play hockey. Yeah, you shouldn't. It's, I don't know, man. That's like, I would say 80% of the reason. I would say it's 80% hockey, 10% the way I grew up, and then 10% to that van person I was telling you. (laughs) And then that's sort of where I got my personality. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think the only sports that were invented for non-touching ass purposes is uh, singles, badminton, and tennis. Those are the yeah. only sports I respect. They're true athletes. They're not out there to fuck. And, and you can tell because there's a big net in between the only two people on the on the field. Yeah, and you can also tell just because I played badminton and nobody fucked me. Yeah, that's such an on-brand sport for you to play. What do you mean by that? Look at you. You look like you're not fast enough for tennis. So you, you don't look be- like you don't. You think badminton's more believable than playing fucking puck with my boys? Yeah, hitting the ODR, cross-checking a guy. Yeah, I do. I think you uh, calling a community league to rent off a court 
so that you and <laughs> one other guy with a similar body type to you can go have fun by yourself well, that's for where 90 you're wrong minutes. again because i play badminton with a professional football player <laughs> <laughs> i know that you're like that's true but like man what a fucking lie that sounds like i know <laughs> i know, I know. <laughs> you think badminton's double i, I played it with a pro football player you should see how strong the guy i play badminton with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of the guys i play badminton with are six five so <laughs> the guy i play badminton with could kick your ass here. <laughs> yeah i like that it's unclear like who the enemy is in this movie because the way i found out that it was the russians was through my googling right i yeah. didn't know at all i just thought there was some vague enemy like i just think it's funny that in a movie about war the main conflict is still allowed to be man versus self like this guy's just de- like Everything about the military is like you have to abandon your sense of self and be part of this machine. Yes. And then every movie about war is just like you have to be a hero and nobody else will ever help you. Yeah, well, because that's what they want you to think that war is going into it. And then you get there and then they just like shave your head and wear you down to the nub of who you are and just like turn you into a cog in the fucking greater war machine. Yeah. It's like it's not what Top Gun is, but everyone wants it to be what Top Gun is, and if it was what Top Gun was, yeah, I'd join the army. I feel like it kind of starts like how Top Gun is and then like very fast it just turns into a guy screaming at you and like, you know, all the other problems. Yeah, I don't even know. I couldn't even imagine Maverick going through drill uh fucking, you know, Getting, yeah. He'd probably I, cry. He was pretty soft. He would cry. Um, so then my follow-up to that is, do you think people who join the army are like a type of guy? Like, do you think it's a uniform type of guy, or do you think they get turned into that type of guy at the end of training? I, th- I think it depends, because like the army, especially in the States, is kind of set up to just sweep up anybody who's lower income and wants to start a better life for themselves because mm-hmm. like the army like joining the army pretty much oh, just gives true, you yeah. access to socialism and then in they the also... form of uh, health care and education and you have like a steady income yeah and they also have that thing in the states i don't know if they still have it but it used to be possible where you could like certain prison sentences you could escape if you just join the yeah army. yeah exactly so i i, I think like so you know that fucking trap. it's definitely getting a pretty huge cross section of guys but there also is like i feel at least like uh uh you know like guys who just go into the army like they don't need to there's a yeah there's a genre like george hw bush or john mccain or motherfucking prince andrew like yeah those dudes like that who are just like i i must give back to my nation and it's like well, you don't have to <laughs> yeah you you say you're gonna give back to your nation but what you're thinking is if i do this for three years they'll let me do 9-11 in yeah. five years yeah exactly or i don't know i mean like i don't like literally unless you're being swept up in the horrible fucking you know yeah uh war economy that is the u.s running uh, you know normally then i think uh you know everybody else who just joins the army on their own volition is a fucking maniac i think american sniper is going to be the last military propaganda movie we see because now they just stream on twitch that's true <laughs> they just play games that the army wrote and then, uh, you know, obviously they're good at the games. Yeah. The army wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's changing with the times, you know? Like, propaganda army movies aren't going to... Like, the, the, these... It's what they were doing in the 80s, you know? Like, that's obviously not going to work in the 2020s or whatever. I w- yeah. Sometimes... Do you ever watch the the uh, recruitment streams? 
No, I, I saw uh, like a clip of one of them when it was like a big in the news, but I haven't really checked them out since. Yeah, I got into them for a while. Like big into Tell them. me about it. Well, I mean, it's literally like the exact same as a regular live stream, except instead of plugging the sponsor or being like, hey, remember to donate. They're just like, hey, remember to join the army for five to 17 years of your life. That's so funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got I got big into them for a while. And um, it's I always just would imagine like what is going through your mind right now? Like, do you know? Do you know that you're like hooking children into the worst life? One of the worst lives you could have? Yeah. Like, because can you imagine you're just like, all right, I got to get, I got to be on. Like, you know how, you know, all the suicide thoughts that go through your mind before you do an important comedy show? Big time. So you're prepping for your important comedy show, right? But also, in addition to all that in the back of your head, you're also like, okay, I have to convince everyone here to get shot yeah well dude <laughs> you know what it, i think a better example or a comparable example is like so the comic strip if you're hosting uh there's like this weird draw you have to do <laughs> yeah where everyone will like write their name on a piece of paper and like their email address and they can be entered to win some free tickets and it's y- your job as the host to like you know run that draw at the end of the show and it's weird and it never goes normally there's always something strange that happens and it's like not what you signed up for yeah and that's what this it's like and that's always in the back of your mind like the whole show like no matter how good you're doing on stage no matter how good your co- comedy is right now you're crushing everyone loves you you're still gonna have to make everyone hang out after the headliner's done to do a little quick little draw yeah and uh ima- like i hate that that fucks with me so hard imagine if like just in the back of the mind like right at the end of the show you had to be like so uh there's a recruitment station right outside yeah. and uh you know, you, you sign up for the army. You, you, who knows? Somebody's going to get four free tickets to come back to the comic strip. Imagine how hard it would be to try to convince an audience that had just watched you to come out and do an open mic. Like that's yeah, what it feels that's like. what it is, dude. <laughs> you come to my fucking Wednesday show. There's nine people in the crowd. I'm like, now who wants to come up? Doesn't this look awesome? Huh? Look at me. I'm I'm literally chasing my dreams right now. Yeah, and they are getting a big lead yeah yeah Yeah, my my dreams are winning big fucking Uh. lead oh but um what i will say about that is um their main like recruitment thing is it's like a the way a pyramid scheme recruits where they're like trying to pitch that you could be the esports yeah that's what i see yeah join the army and then i looked into it and i found out that um the requirements to be on the esports team is you have to have deployed multiple times (laughs) so like i guess once you're done your like first tour of duty in the army you get a choice and the choice is blackwater or game gaming recruitment well man i just (laughs) imagine like imagine like really going through with that like joining the army like you're like i'm I'm the best at League of Legends, and it's about time I represent my country. It's about time I joined the League of Nations. <laughs> yeah. So you, you 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 deploy to Afghanistan. You're there with all you know all your squad all your squad mates, mm-hmm. and you're a, you're asking them like, so wh- why did you join the army? And they're like, oh, you know, I'm fucking broke as hell. You know, I needed a job. Another guy's like, oh, I really want to be a general. Another guy's like, oh, you know, like it's just a way to a way to make money. I'm trying to make a career in the military. They're like, what do you want to do? You're like, I want to 
be on the esports team. Yeah, I consider this training for when I'm when I play Call of Duty. Yeah, later. I think this is going to make me better at Counter Strike Global Offensive. Yeah, yeah, because by I, actively participating in a global offensive. Yeah, because you're like when when I play the games, I don't have like the sense of fear. Yeah, exactly. I need to uh, sharpen my instincts. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. actual war. Yes, maybe that's how esports guys will train in the future. Well, are they excellent? Like, is the U.S. Army team like really fucking good or anything? I mean, I don't remember them being excellent. Like, I think FaZe would win in open combat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the U.S. Army has a history of going up against uh, worse-funded guerrilla groups and losing. That's true. So I think, yeah. Um, Yeah, man, that's that's a a dark world. Because, like... Because the drone guys don't they train on Xbox controllers? So like they, it's just going to switch. They fly the drones with Xbox controllers, dude. Yeah, so it's just going to switch. Like soon, if you want to join Phase, you'll have to do four years in the military, and that's actually a good idea if the government wants to buy out Phase Clan. Well, I think that'll be a really good way to kind of curb all these kids growing up from you know like you, you can't just be a Twitch streamer, you can't just be a professional you know internet personality you have to have four years of mandatory military service (laughs) before you can even attempt to start a twitch channel i feel like we're describing total recall right now are we i don't know four years of mandatory military Yeah, i feel like uh, yeah i mean we're we're describing a lot of nations right now we're describing korea israel norway oh yeah i forgot israel has mandatory military big time you think they do that just so, like, just to desensitize all the Israel guys, so they don't like start protesting about how they're what they're doing? Maybe, honestly, like I, I, I kind of thought about that. Um, like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they fucking need hands in the army, so I think that's you know probably one of the main reasons. But I think a nice happy byproduct of it is that it creates kind of like a similar thing that you notice with guys who like devote their lives to garbage you know minimum wage jobs and they just brag about oh i work fucking 12 hours a day you tell me you're you're too good to work 12 hours a day you're too good to work 12 hours a day never see your kids have an unfulfilling life and still be in debt it's like no i'm telling you you are yeah yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so i feel like it's like that where it's like if you make everybody do it then it kind of forces you to you know it creates like some false sense of respect and I think it also does the us versus them thing pretty easy, too. Totally, totally. Well, because it, it, instead of, like, looking at a guy who chooses to you know, desert or whatever, uh, and instead of looking at, like, hmm, why are they making that choice? You're just, like, coward. I did it. You should also have to do it. Yeah. Do you... How many... Okay. Another question. How many Israeli... Mem- what's, a, like, an army guy called? How many Israeli army guys in a row... Do you think you could beat up if you were backed into a corner? How many guys is there in the Israeli army? I don't know, like fifty. Like I don't think it's a very big country. I don't know. They have their own. They have their own martial art. So what? I think I'd be fucked. Hmm. I didn't know they had that. Yeah. It's, what the, do they do? They whip the long braids at you like nunchucks. Hey, careful! You're allowed to make fun of them. Careful! You're allowed to. It's fine. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it's called Krav Maga. It's apparently fucking crazy. Oh, shit. I thought that was um, sort of karate-esque. I didn't know it was Israeli. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know who invented it, but it's like the official martial art of the IDF. Hmm. You know what my official martial art is? Beating the fucking shit out of you one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting dirty is my official martial art. <laughs> Going for the eyes and throat. Brad's specialty. <laughs> Putting my key in between my two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, karate chop, huh? My Let me signature show you. martial art is always having a screwdriver in my pocket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
anyway, sorry if any of that was wrong to say. I think we're it's probably okay. Yeah. Um, um you got you got anything else to add to Top Gun? Yeah, I think it's a fucked up like a uh, motif of this movie where the whole like the whole time Maverick refuses to learn any lessons and then he'll just get a talking to from one guy and then he'll be like, "Oh yeah, I get it now." And then he'll just go be perfect at it. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like it just it shows you that it's like trying to tell everybody that like you like it's I guess it's a noble message. It's trying to tell everybody that you can do anything. You just have to apply yourself or whatever bullshit. But it's it's not but even it's, that. It's just like he's already excellent and it's almost like hey, buddy, you got to rein in your excellence a little bit yeah. and like, you know, harness yeah, it to actually, the US Army. Better, yeah. I don't know. It's it I think it like uh, gives people like unrealistic expectations of their abilities almost but also like that's fucking every movie too where there's a super exceptional protagonist yeah i also think what they're saying is uh it doesn't matter how good you are conform yeah yeah kill your friend and join the army yeah um how do you think this movie compares to red dawn our other propaganda favorite do which one made you want to join the army more okay well, this is a two-pronged question then, because Top Gun made me want to join the army more. It made the army seem way more fun, but Red Dawn is a way better movie. Red Dawn, yeah. Like, see, Red Dawn made me like... Because at least Red Dawn has the audacity to be ridiculous. Red Dawn's funny. Like, they, they both really amp me up in different ways. Like, because uh, this movie, like we talked about it earlier, it's, it more focuses on, like, the individual. Mm. Whereas Red Dawn, that makes me, that makes me feel like a patriot. Yeah, it makes me feel like part of something. Yes, definitely. Red Dawn. <laughs> Red Dawn. Like, I don't know if I joined the army, but yeah, I joined my local militia in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would join an uprising. Absolutely. Without a doubt. I might start an uprising. I'd, I'd join up with some like-minded individuals. Yeah, we could talk. We could, you know, do whatever. <laughs> we run drills in the woods. Yeah. Kidnap the governor of Michigan. But man, I just wish, like, I, I, I'm so sad that we were out of the era of this kind of propaganda movie. Because, yeah. like... That's the thing with this, like Top Gun and Red Dawn, like you you watch it and you're like, oh, I'm fully aware I'm being indoctrinated and that's cool right now. Yeah, now it's just like superheroes. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't care. I just want to watch us beat the Russians some more. Yeah. Why can't we go back to that? Like, it's just why they're already like starting World War Russia again. Like, why don't we just fucking. That's secretly what I'm hoping for is that we can have a resurgence of 80s films of us kicking their asses. Like, why don't they just make a Captain Russia? He'll fight Captain America. We'll win easily because Captain Russia will have really shitty armor. Maybe that's what the fifth phase of the Marvel Universe should be. Just and like Captain Russia China and Russia really make ass. a play. Yeah. Just get, you know, because Captain America's dead. Iron Man's dead. They're I all w- dead. I didn't know that. But what I would really like to see is, um, yeah, sort of a, uh, a very, uh, like a very, um, what's the, I don't even know. I would like to see a Marvel movie that's also about China and Russia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like them to be involved. <laughs> I would like it to not be intergalactic supervillains. I would like them to be very galactic. <laughs> Extremely galactic. Some would say planetary. Extra galactic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what, what do you think our parents learned from this? Uh, this movie taught our parents only take advice from older people. Uh, doesn't matter if you think of a good way of doing something. You can never, ever, ever break any rules. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Conform, conform, conform. Conform or your friend will die. 
And even if you do conform a lot, your friend's still probably going to die. If you conform for most of it and not for a couple seconds, your friend will be dead. That's how how all your friends die. Speaking (laughs) of which, Kian, I was thinking about going outside and not conforming after this podcast. I think you better fucking watch it for my sake. I'm going to go out there and put on loose jeans instead of skinny jeans. Oh, careful, Brad. I was actually going to play volleyball with a reasonable amount of clothes on, so... I got a couple fucking bell bottoms in my pocket. <laughs> no, that doesn't even make sense. Bell bottoms in your pocket. <laughs> I got some pants in my pants. <laughs> and a couple more pairs of pants where these came from. I meant I got one pair of bell bottoms in my backpack. And I'm going to go outside and put them on. And then you're going to die in a plane crash. Um, also, it taught our parents the value of teamwork. It did, actually. Everyone came together as a team. They all hugged for a long time afterwards. Do you think conformity and teamwork are the same thing? Like one's just the positive version of the word? Uh, not really, because you can have a team made up of individuals. Like if everybody brings their own, you know, little spice and flair to the team. Uh, I feel like <laughs> conformity is like kind of when you grind everybody down. And it's like it's like when you just have like one leader calling all the shots. Yeah. And then you're like, do this, do that, do this. But you isn't know? that the coach on a team? Yeah, but I, you know, I believe in overthrowing the coach. I, I run, I run people's sports teams. Well, yeah, we are the first two members of the leftist CIA. Obviously, <laughs> we agree with overthrowing the coach. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's weird how like, I think it's weird how kids have to like join team stuff so young, and like do all this weird like. Uh, like uh you know shit where you gotta act like everyone else i hated team shit so much yeah like unless unless my kid like is actively interested in team sports like there's no need to learn how to work as a team like i started team sports before i could say no to doing team sports i tried to buy my mom out of the fees for my soccer uh season with my christmas money she told me how much it was she was like i paid 50 dollars for your jersey i'm like great grandma gave me 100 for christmas yeah i should clear up the next season too i used to like not be allowed to quit but also constantly hear my parents bitch about how expensive it was yeah and it's like hey i got a fucking two bird one stone idea back here i'm just in the back seat cooking up some ideas if you guys want a conference about it and i had to wait till i was 16 and had a car before i could quit hockey that's so funny i had to wait until i had the ability to run away i had to wait till i was in grade seven and i'm like look i still haven't scored a goal yet Actually, it's not happening i wasn't allowed to quit hockey until i got a job that like w- had the hours where i couldn't play it anymore that's so funny <laughs> which is fucked but I, I i love that your parents were like well as long as he's joining the team that is mcdonald's i guess that he can quit the team that is hockey yeah so you just go from conforming to conforming. Yeah, from team to team to team until you die. But guess what? I was always an individual. I was sneaking fireball in my pants into McDonald's. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Everyone knew. I'm sure they did. I was not secret. <laughs> I think when you see a 16-year-old drinking in McDonald's as the manager of McDonald's, you just kind of got to charge that one to the game. Yeah, man. what are you going to say? Like, Well, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Someone's doing it that brazenly because I was like on... I was making burgers and drinking. Yes. And it's like, if so, yeah, you kind of just have to smile and nod. Exactly, dude. Like, I, w- I went to a McDonald's the other day, and there was just, like, I went to sit down at a table, and there was just, like, spilled pop all over it that had, like, obviously been there for hours. Yeah. And part of me was like, what the fuck? And then the other part of me was like, "Why? it's, it's McDonald's. Yeah. You should be happy that it's not, you know, that you didn't open the doors and uh, a gushing wave of Coca-Cola didn't overcome you. I genuinely don't care about the state of any restaurant or how I'm treated ever. Like, as long as I don't 
as long as I'm not in A and W stealing those peanut butter cups again, I'm happy with whatever. What peanut butter cups did you steal from A and I never told you that story. No. One time I went on a road gig uh, when I was so broke that uh, I couldn't like afford anything. Like I had exactly enough money for half of the gas that yeah. I needed on the way there. And uh, so I was just traveling on a wing and a prayer because we didn't agree to split gas. <laughs> and so like an hour before we were supposed to leave, I was like, fuck, I'm going to need food and I don't have anything to my name. So I went to the A&W across the street from my house. And uh, while somebody was ordering, I went to the like they have like a little hanger full or like a little rack full of jams and shit for the breakfast yeah and i just stole all the peanut butters and filled my backpack <laughs> and i ate those for an entire weekend and let me tell you something peanut butter shits are great until they're not i'm sorry until, you- until the ratio of peanut butter is higher than the water ratio in your body it's they feel phenomenal but once you hit that threshold now you're shitting out tar but here's the thing that I just want to... So you weren't able to, like, rustle up, like, two bucks to get, like, a loaf of bread to make peanut butter sandwiches? You were just, like... Well, also, I was stupid as shit, and I didn't think of that. So you were just tonguing the cups? I was, yeah. Like <laughs> like an applesauce you brought to lunch. <laughs> Mom forgot to give me a spoon. <laughs> like the gross kid would do with his yogurts. That's oh, how I was yeah, doing it. yeah, yeah, just yeah, sucking yeah, it yeah, out yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, as long as it's not that, I don't give a fuck. Like, you could stab me. If you worked at McDonald's and I would be like, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate the service. I guess I deserve that for working at McDonald's. We'll call that a tip. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You ever eaten nothing but peanut butter? No. The closest... What do you think your worst struggle meal was? Uh, it was last year right before coronavirus. I uh, had been unemployed for like a couple of months. And uh, I, I was, like, out of money. I waited till I was fully out of money to start looking for a new job. Naturally. <laughs> and uh, so I was, like, fully out. I had, like, 30 bucks in my bank account. Uh, this was, like, I it ended up, like, oh, I, no, I had $23 in my bank account. Like, literally no money. And I ended up, like, winning the joke battle. Uh, uh, and there's a $25 prize. I won it. Noah Broder just told me the story the other night. Yeah. I uh, took off my shirt, yelled, look how skinny I am. <laughs> and then I uh, gave a guy my phone to read my bank statement. I off remember of. that. And then he was like twenty two ninety nine, and I was yelling about how you could double my money tonight. And then uh, <laughs> I forgot about this, but I got off stage and apologized for doing that to Noah, and was like, "Yeah, sorry, man, I really needed that money." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then with my uh, new fifty dollars, I uh, I was able to go buy. I went to the Dollarama uh, mm. at Southgate Mall. And bought just as much beefaroni as they had, yeah. uh, and it was ninety nine cents a can, and that was like a full meal for me. What? And uh, so I, I, I had like two and a half weeks where I was just eating beefaroni, and that <laughs> fucked up my insides, bro. Yeah, that'll fuck you. Because when I first moved out, I ate nothing but soup from Dollarama because it was the cheapest meal, and I yeah. was like, oh, it has vegetables in it too, so it's like fucking everything. Yeah, and you think. Uh, Until my roommate told me that my face was swelling and I looked bad. He was like, I can tell that you're eating too much salt. I should not be able to tell that. And then he squeezed my cheeks and I started eating vegetables again. But uh, And those are just two reasons why you should join the army. Those are two reasons why you should e-transfer us. <laughs> yeah. Your parents watch this podcast. we got to stop acting like we have an email for this. No. I feel like people are emailing. Uh, anyway. Some guy probably owns that email and is like, what is going on here? 
Also, another one of my bad struggle meals was one time I came home after a road gig completely out of money because I gambled it all at the VLT in Grand Prairie. <laughs> and uh, I got home like real late at night and like everyone had already passed out that I was living with. And there were just these like chicken wings. But you know, like the way people with money eat chicken wings where there's still chicken wing left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I put on, I turned on a nice show on the TV and sat down on the couch and I uh, sucked chicken bones dry. <laughs> Until I was full. <laughs> they weren't your chicken bones? They were William's chicken bones. <laughs> friend of the show. God, damn. That is a struggle. Yeah. Well, the reason I, like, I was, like, justifying it as smart to myself, too, because I was like, when he wakes up, he won't even notice. <laughs> Did he notice? No. Not Why that were I know. my... <laughs> There's a chance he did notice and just never brought it up. That's what I would do. Yeah, that's what just, I like, would do, too. never say anything to you. Yeah. I would just, honestly, I would slide money under your pillow like I was a tooth fairy. <laughs> if I caught you eating my leftover chicken wings. <laughs> Ugh. I did that recently, too, with dry ribs. So I can't even act like that's part of my past. Come over if you ever need food, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. That was Top Gun. Yeah, that was Top Gun. Uh, now, if you'll excuse me. Oh, me were, you, were your parents watch this? We're brought to you by Comedy Here Often. Um, you said I could do the Mossad one this week? Yep. And the Mossad. Thank you. <laughs>